0: Hello and welcome back to the Agnes London podcast, a podcast about all things sustainability and wellbeing. I'm your host, Sophie, and in this week's episode, I'm talking about positive fashion. Last week, I hosted a live panel event with guests including Venetia Falconer, Gemma from Stories Behind Things and Madara from What's Your Legacy. We spoke about everything from should fashion weeks be cancelled to how to spot greenwashing and how we can embrace our wardrobes. I hope you enjoyed the episode. So thanks everyone for coming. Um, Those of you who don't know me, I'm Sophie. Um, I'm the founder of Agnes London. And um, I started it about two years ago because I wanted to encourage people to live a more sustainable lifestyle. Um, For me, I got into it like looking at like plastic waste, and that was the gateway for me to learn about other things. Like when I was trying to cut down on my plastic, I was still buying fast fashion and soon realised that those two did not go hand in hand, and I couldn't carry on doing that. Um, So as we know, like September is one of the biggest months for the fashion industry, and with it just being Fashion Week, I really wanted to put this event together to talk about fashion, but talk about fashion in a positive way, because at the time I was organising it, I felt like there were a lot of headlines of like about £1 bikinis, and there was a lot of negative headlines about fashion, so I really wanted to bring these girls together and share what we can do, so we can not feel guilty about our wardrobes and learn to love them. So, if you want to introduce yourself, say a little mm-hmm. bit about why you're so passionate about sustainable fashion and yeah, kind of what brings you here
1: today? Um, I can start. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I run what's Your Own Legacy. We are an online platform around sustainable fashion. We do videos, we create a brand directory with sustainable brands. And sort of how it started for me was that I you know always liked fashion and then I moved to London to study at London College of Fashion and obviously we all kind of know there is a little bit of like a dark side of fashion or any industry for that matter uh but one um, unless you really look into that uh you know you kind of like browse and buy but during my studies I really like dig deeper into that and I was like if I'm going into this industry I really want to you know change something and do things better so that's how I started and now I'm actually very interested in like innovation around sustainability around how we do things because I think actually sustainable fashion can be the one that instead of kind of going back we are the one that pushes everyone forward and do things better in much more interesting ways
0: yeah. <laughs> nice um, I'm Gemma a co-founder of a platform called stories behind things We are an online platform that celebrates the story behind brands that are doing good. And we have a series of events called the Big Clothes Switch, where we invite people to bring clothes they don't want anymore, trade them in for secondhand vintage clothing. And we're at the moment working with lots of fashion brands to get them to donate to us their dead stock overproduced lines. And this is the second event that we've done with this setup. And we are just receiving the most amazing clothes that are in perfect conditions with labels still on that haven't been sold and that are literally sitting in warehouses. It's insane. Um, so yeah, we are, we're about celebrating the story, sort of connecting to where that piece has come from and also championing, championing things that you already have. So good. Hello, I'm Felicia. I am a climate activist and a podcaster. And I'm on a bit of a slow fashion mission. Um, I was a consumer of fast fashion in a big way even though I come from a family who are quite into the kind of higher end of fashion. Mm. I have two cousins who are fashion designers. Um, So fashion's kind of been a part of my life for for as long as I can remember, but I liked the old fast fashion. And then I went vegan and started talking about it on the internet. And the internet has a classic way of calling you out when you (laughs) try and say you're doing something good. Uh, I call people out. And um, as a result of that, I because uh, I got called up for rainforest fashion, so I learnt about it. And then when I learnt about the industry, I thought I can't go back on this. I started a little hashtag called Triple O T D, encouraging other people to celebrate the clothes that they already owned, and it, 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 it's going well. And then I also set up a Facebook group called the Slow Fashion Exchange, which I hope you're all a part of. Um, It's 4,000 members strong, which is lovely, and it's just a space for people to talk about clothes swaps and share useful links and articles and also discuss the kind of best ways to find things like underwear and socks, which are kind of tricky to find in second hand places. It's just a lovely community of people. That's me. Great. So my first question that I wanted to ask you girls is, um, obviously London Fashion Week has just finished. Um, and we've seen lots of, um, like Extinction Rebellion, for example, calling for fashion weeks to be cancelled. Um, do you think they should be? Do you think that is a constructive way to go forward? Or do you think that we should just be changing the way we do fashion weeks? Um, I was at a positive fashion talk yesterday morning, and it was hosted by uh, one of the people on the panel. was called Belle Jacobs, who's a journalist, and she's one of the main sort of, people behind the fashion side of calling London Fashion Week to be cancelled. And it was really interesting because her point was, yes, ideally, in, in our reality, it's not going to be shut down. It's not realistic. However, to get the amount of change that we need, it's better to say it should be cancelled so everyone can shut down, reset, and start from the bottom and actually build the kinds of fashion week that we need, which should be celebrating the new innovations that we have like amazing new technologies that can create fashion in a non-wasteful sense and I thought that was quite an interesting perspective to think about it yeah
1: I mean I think that there is obviously a purpose of fashion week and uh, one of it is having buyers and kind of press coming in and being able to see things at the same place so of course there's a reason for fashion week and um I think that what really needs to happen is that change of like yes, if we are taking a certain brand in, it has to like take in these criteria because even though, as you probably as well noticed, now there is a bit more focus in London looking at the positive fashion. However, from having that background knowledge, even the things that they tell you that are sustainable are the bare minimum, and I think people should be educated. And as you know, you said there were talks and things like that. Uh, people should be educated around sustainability so actually the designers could create better collections because I think um, there is not enough knowledge and in the fast pace that, that's, that's a big problem people don't have the time to kind of implement them.
0: Mm. I've been to a couple of fashion weeks um, but this year I, I made a point of deciding not to go. Now when Extinction Rebellion said that they were going to boycott it at first I felt really outraged because I know there are some amazing fashion designers doing incredible things, Um, however they are in the minority. And when I kind of did some deeper research into why Extinction Rebellion were boycotting it, um, the reasons for it kind of resonated with me. And this isn't to take away from the incredible work that some people are doing, but for me, um, we're in a bit of a serious situation at the moment. And I really do think that we we need to make the most of the, the time that we have right now because the time is now to make change and to create change. Now I don't necessarily think that I think a really good way for uh, for Extinction Rebellion to get their message out there would be to go out against the fast fashion brands that we know are really not doing good. Um pretty little thing, Boohoo, misguided all of those guys, you know, why not go to their factories and 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 Hold some placards outside there. Let's go. Um, but um, I think they knew that they were going to make more headlines by going after London Fashion Week, and I think they certainly succeeded in that. I've I've done a bit of a. I'm constantly changing my mind. So apologies if I say something tonight which I don't agree with myself in a few weeks. But currently, I'm I'm kind of behind that decision, and I've stopped home cancelled their fashion week. And personally, I don't think we have enough time on our hands to to not boycott fashion week that's where I'm at right now yeah because also like fashion has since in the time that we've had fashion week fashion has got so much faster like it used to be that you were showcasing next year's trends but as we know like next year's trend will be on like misguided boo-hoo mm-hmm. within, within a fortnight so kind of fashion week as we know it shouldn't Shouldn't carry on that we should have more, a better space to celebrate sustainable designers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a really tricky one. It, it's a really really tricky one. It, you said something really interesting about how like when well, we were talking before about how the sustainable side of fashion week is just this little corner. Yeah. And obviously, it's such a trendy hashtag at the moment, sustainability, which is awesome. Um, but and I, and I know it takes a long time for organisations and businesses to make change. But, um, yeah, we, we, we just don't, I don't think we have that time. Yeah. And also, just another thing about the panel yesterday. Um, one of the panelists said to everyone in the audience, put your hands up if, like, who in this room has a small business or is, is, like, starting a business within sustainability or, like, really cares about the future. Obviously, everyone put their hands up. Like, you're preaching to the choir. So I think, in, in, like, everyone here cares about the environment, cares about fashion, mindful consumption and stuff but boycotting Fashion Week is the only way to get people that don't like sing to that choir to actually listen. So I, I understand sort of the relevance in them going somewhere like that to get the press, which they have. They've been in Vogue, they've been all over the place, which is amazing because people that love fast fashion or weren't as educated in that arena are now starting to read about it, which is the change that we need this time. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think this is a really good point to acknowledge my own privilege and our privilege as well. I think this is something we have to be really really conscious of and i think you're right how do we get the message out to the masses like i want my next mission is I want to go after love island like what they're doing is not okay they are they are just constantly saying you out for every day and you out for every day in order to get it out to the masses we need these big headlines and not everyone's going to agree with it yeah. when i first heard about it I was like oh I don't, I don't agree with that but it got me thinking which is the main thing i think yeah getting into yeah the i also think that
1: it's an interesting point with you raised. that why why don't go um, like after the whole like uh, fast fashion instead of going to like the smaller brands that actually maybe take more time to you know uh, do luxury items and uh, to do all the craftsmanship because i always felt like that point where you said like sustainability is a small corner versus they should be part of where everyone else is and So those other designers can see that you can make beautiful garments. It's just swapping up, you know, conventional cotton for organic cotton, you know, polyester for recycled polyester, like making these changes. Because there are stereotypes around the fashion industry. And that's why I want these, you know, young designers that make beautiful, sustainable garments go out and show in a really beautiful way how you can do these things. And, you know, that's a place that can do that. And then again, creating press around that. Um, and I've seen, you know, a lot of my friends' brands now going to Paris to trade shows and showrooms um, because they know that the most buyers will be there and if their brand will be stopped at the big e-commerce brands will, like people will notice them instead of, you know, trying to find them and not knowing where to find them because it's hard because mm-hmm. there's so much out
0: there. Yeah. So talking about Love Island and obviously <laughs> so I'm kind of the the influencer space um obviously i know you got into it by being called out for Mm -hmm. using fast fashion and when i heard your story i was like hey maybe i should because i do see things on social media that i think how are you posting about your charity shop purchase yesterday and then tomorrow you're posting about the latest collaboration you've done with um, a fashion brand so do you think it is constructive to call people out I personally try not to in fact I don't think I've ever called out an individual um I've called out big companies Mm because I really understand that and I sometimes let my saturness get ahead of me but I'm really trying not to call out individuals and that's not my intention because I really think we're all on a journey with this like I'm there's so much I'm always striving to do in lowering my impact um I am by no means perfect and I've you know these changes. Changes. I haven't been doing this for long. Like I, I definitely haven't been talking about slow fashion for longer than eighteen months. So this has happened pretty quickly. So I am aware that everyone's. You know, you can't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter twenty, mm-hmm. or vice versa. However, I do, and I wouldn't call anyone out, how an individual. However, I do think if you have a platform, you you do have a responsibility. And that's not saying, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. I just think we have to be aware and we have to be conscious of what we put out there. But it's tricky territory. Yeah, it is. You don't you don't want to just seem to be kind of insulting someone personally. So. I totally agree. I think calling out an individual is like difficult because like you said, everyone's at different stages. But I think calling out or just not even calling out, but talking about brands, but it being solution led, I think, is so easy to get into that downward spiral of this is bad all these statistics or look at all these big companies blah, blah blah like it's so easy and then you just decide to do absolutely nothing and you get frozen I think it's it's sort of taking those steps to think about okay this isn't great maybe they could be doing this and then if you wanted to use your platform to suggest those things and I think that's amazing um, I don't think we'll get anywhere from just saying they're shit they're not doing anything but if it's about sort of they're not doing this and this is why, that's not good, and maybe they should consider doing it a different way. For example, not producing different lines every week is a positive solution mm-hmm. to this problem.
1: Yeah, for me, I mean, I think it's uh, just part of my character. I'm really bad at calling straight-up people out. Uh, what are per- softly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I personally, what I like to do is showing the alternatives and educating mm-hmm. why this is better than the other, uh, other thing and so once someone has learned or kind of got their interest around sustainability because uh, I know how confused I was when I started to like learn things I was like I can't do this I can't do that I can do that and then I got like, overwhelmed <laughs> yeah. um, so I try to provide you like options what you can do so once you know you you are interested you know what to do and what are the steps and the same like educate like a little bit here a little bit there Um, So people actually know how to make better choices and know that like let's say if a high street is not a place for you to shop Where do you actually shop? Mm -hmm. Um, And how do you shop that you can actually afford that which I'm sure we're gonna talk about that, but you know like Finding your way and again none of us are perfect and um, Yeah, I get sometimes overwhelmed with the whole thing Uh, I guess that's why I try to make it like as positive as possible and even if i try to say something serious and make a joke about it which people do get the story behind <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know it's in a lighthearted way
0: so um you probably like kind of already covered this but um obviously probably everyone here today has some kind of platform whether it be like their family and friends you know just on like social media but how can people be more positive influences like, How can they help spread that message? Uh, Lead by example? Um, I
1: have so many people like coming and asking, "Oh, where where did you get this from? Or, you know, me and... uh, It's so funny, I actually started to shop secondhand only when I, you know, after I learned about sustainability, it wasn't a thing I did before, but then I noticed that, you know, people were asking me, where are the stores that you go to? And I'm like, I'm no professional here. Like, but, but there is that, that people are curious. And, and, and if I, you know, go around, just stack my reusable coffee cup, I don't necessarily say, how dare you using a plastic cup, but it's like, oh, that cup is cute. And I'm using it and you can see that. So kind of like, just showing the things you do and uh, making sure that you tag everyone so people know where to turn to. Um,
0: So my next question was going to be about um, how to spot greenwashing and it kind of goes back to what you were saying about calling out brands Mm because obviously you were very vocal about calling out brands. Mm -hmm. Um, So is there is there a kind of things you look out for like that you see straight away and you're like oh this is definitely greenwashing or do you think it's not quite as straightforward as that i personally there's no black and white answer um I, sometimes it's more obvious than others um on the one hand for, let's use the example of h&m and their conscious collection on the one hand that is giving people who wouldn't necessarily know where to look for something more sustainable it's giving them an option to put their pound to something now by putting your pound to that you're telling the company that you believe in this and you potentially want to see more of that i see h&m as a huge brand and they are producing too much product and and at the end of the day at the moment we have an issue of overconsumption and i can't support that and um i i i, I want to i want to draw that to the forefront i want to draw those brands to the forefront because they can't continue in the way that they are even if they're making clothes out of orange juice it's just <laughs> it's just not it's just not going to do our planet any favors whatsoever hmm. i've forgotten your question um, is it important it, to call it our greenwashing greenwashing have uh, just thought yeah, yeah. I think um, also totally agree. I don't support it at all because I think although you're supporting that 5%, you're actually giving the money. If you don't know that the money is going to producing more of that conscious collection, it's actually going to probably the rest of the whole body of H&M. Um, and that's, I guess, a like with all the other big brands. I think for me, I was so overwhelmed. I didn't know what brands were and weren't, and if it's organic cotton, what does that mean? Water usage. It just goes on and on and on. Um I found it easier to go to platforms that curate just sustainable clothing. So if you're wanting to go to designer clothes, there's a website called Revolve. There's EcoAge that produce a brand mark for brands that are doing good, and they sort of do an environmental audit on each brand. What's your legacy? Have their brand directory. And I think I found it easier personally to go to someone who's taking it on themselves to curate this sort of pack of brands that are doing good for the planet, and and then filter it through that. But yeah I mean for me I usually
1: when I see a brand saying because I, I, I'm sure the same as you like I do constantly research because I mean it can be a big uh, high street fashion brand that wishes, but also a smaller brands can do that so two things I look at yes they say sustainable fashion now I want to know how and why so I look at the ethics side and the sustainability sort of like materials uh, and production side in that way and the brands that are more transparent in that, where you can find the answers, those will probably more likely be the, the sustainable ones. Um, also, you know, I send a lot of emails to brands just, like, asking questions, like, how, where's that source? How is this, that? And then, you know, if they come back with, like, you know, what, if you do a good thing, you're proud of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Y- you will get a long answer. If you do kind of get one sentence, mm-hmm. then you know that that's probably not the brand um, to turn to. So, looking at those two sides for me is like how the people are treated and how, you know, the environmental side of that. Um, so, even if you see someone saying sustainable fashion, just like dig a little bit deeper because uh, you can quite quickly like notice if they talk about it more or if it's just a headline.
0: So, but if you're like a fast fashion shopper and you're looking to switch, like it can be quite hard when you look at sustain, you can be put off when you look at sustainable fashion brands because rightly so, the price tag is higher because you're paying a fair wage and paying for fabrics and things like that. Um, But there are definitely ways that you can embrace sustainable fashion and um, actually save money. So what are your tips for... I think there are so many stages to go through before you consider purchasing something new into your life whether that's fast fashion secondhand or um, buying it from a single brand I think re- repairing the things that you already have like going through a wardrobe like cleaning up what you don't wear anymore seeing what has holes like have buttons fallen off if they have learn how to sew them back on um, and then another thing would be to embroider into things that you already have we used to do workshops uh, last year to bring a piece of clothing from your wardrobe that you didn't love anymore, like a pair of jeans or a jacket or something. And then we got loads of thread and needles and embroidery hoops and just printed off some imagery of different, like, flowers or motifs that you could copy. And people would just spend hours embroidering in. And then we get messages, like, months and months later saying, I love this piece of clothing, You're just re-injecting love back into that piece. And then you'll often just take care of it for a lifetime. So I think there are these stages that you go through... We're so tuned into being like, going out on Friday, need something new, or just go to a fast fashion store. And I think it's like breaking that habit and trying to scale back a bit and thinking, what can I actually do? Like hosting clothes switches with your friends. Like pick a friend that you love their wardrobe and invite them into your house <laughs> to trade clothes. Trade for like a couple of weeks or come to a clothes switch.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think another like big favorite of all of us is going to buy secondhand. And, and the thing that attracted that for me was actually figuring out that I can find these like really cool luxury brands there for like a small percentage of the price. Um, and, and, and that allowed me to like, yes, I want to go and actually search because it also depends there are people who just don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you enjoy that, um, then <coughs> definitely a way to buy something that is great quality and, you know, good materials, you can find them second-hand. Um, And I would say go more charity shopping because there's more uh, treats there and then vintage is always more pricier. Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely that way. And as well, as you said, like actually looking at your wardrobe, because this is what I did personally. I kind of like cleaned and understood my wardrobe. And once you see everything, you feel like you have way more choice. And then if you do bring, bring something in, make sure it kind of like fits in whatever else is in there. So it's not like you have to buy three new garments just to wear that one thing. Um, so making sure that you see your wardrobe and, you know, uh, and you can wear all of that. And that's what I've been doing. And it seems like I have a lot but at the same time. It's just, you know, I wear everything that's in there. Yeah, I
0: would say like these guys. Number one, prioritise what's already existing, whether that's in your wardrobe or in a second-hand shop. If you don't have, if you're, not, if you're not a city dweller, I understand how fortunate we are in London to be able to access charity and vintage stores that are literally top of the range. And um, If you don't have that time or you don't really want to do that, make the most of what's online. eBay and Depop um, have so many clothes and if you're already kind of online browsers, that could be a really good way for you. Um, I'm also really excited about renting. Um, renting, it, it, again, it's a bit of a grey area because quite a few of the rental websites that are popping up um, here actually buy product. Um, one that I've heard that does that is um, Higher Street, I think. Or well, there's okay. no... No, it's Higher Street. is quite, it's more like a little bit more yeah. higher rent, the kind of might like, slightly more affordable one. Apparently, they actually buy in the product, and then so it's not like it's not peer to peer like something like her is. Um, you want to be looking for peer to peer rental websites, that's kind of the more um, sustainable way to do it. But that's what I'm really excited about. And the more we, uh, the more people that do renting, the more accessible it's going to be, and also the more sizes that they are going to have. Because again, unfortunately, um, with a lot of second hand shopping. There are it's kind of it's much easier to buy secondhand clothes if you're of a certain size. But um I think hopefully we'll see that change. Yeah. Um I'm interested out of the audience, who knows how to repair clothes or feels confident like repairing clothes? Yes at the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite a few. yeah, yeah. Because I think that's sometimes the thing. If you're buying something from a charity shop, you can think oh I really like this, but like is this one thing, and like maybe it's too long, or something like that. So sometimes that might put you yeah. off buying it. I do not um, know how to do any of that. I learned like last year, yeah, so just sew on the button and like hem something. That's all I know, but I can do those two things. How did you learn? Uh, just YouTube, YouTube, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, think, I think an interesting thing, and this is always a point that I try to tell people. Uh, I'm quite terrible, at, you know, I can learn and I've, I've tried it, but I see. Think that I I'm not the greatest. If I have to like make anything shorter, I'm not the person to do that. Mm-hmm. But almost every single dry cleaner have a, someone who can do that for you. So yes, like you should probably know how to like um, stitch a button. But for like mm-hmm. bigger things, if you don't trust yourself, there are enough places that will do it for ten pounds, mm-hmm. and you know, and you will get an amazing garment. One
0: one of my sisters. Um... Her husband's dad very sadly died when he was quite young and he had this incredible aviator jacket that was just completely ruined. It was just falling apart absolutely everywhere. The lining was horrific. And there's an amazing London-based company called Clothes Doctor. And they're not they're not uh, on the cheap side, but um, it was for, like a really special occasion. And they, re- they fixed the entire jacket and gave it a new lining and just gave it this most sensational yeah. new, new sense mm-hmm. of life. Um, so they're really worth checking out if you kind of if that is striking anything with you. Yeah, I think sometimes it would work out cheaper as well if you buy something from a charity shop and then get it altered. It still might be cheaper than something you want to buy from the store. I, we're so this is, <clears throat> we're so disconnected from how our clothes should be made. We, I mean, has anyone ever had anything fitted? No, yeah, yeah, but that would have been standard back yeah. in the day. We would all have our clothes fitted. I that that's what I'm. Kind of feel. I, I wish I was more connected to having something fitted for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you get something fitted, you don't want to go
1: back. To. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: uh, that's, uh, it can get <laughs> <laughs> The more I learn about sustainability, the more I kind of go down the sustainable journey. The more I think we should just go back to the way our grandparents did things. Like my grandmother has pieces in her wardrobe that she wore to my dad's. 21st birthday and um, like perfect. they're still perfect condition yeah, like perfect. I need to know what you did to yeah. keep them like like this and the way I think you can just feel yeah. it in the clothes when something with really with vintage pieces that have been kept in good condition you can just feel it they just have mm. something special in the feel yeah. I think I mean
1: part of it is just having the garment well made if you go to high street and it falls apart like it can be your fault as well but it's definitely the way it's made so having that's why I like secondhand shopping in a way is great if you find these garments that are well made um, or buying from brands that will properly make the garment that it's not gonna you know start to rip in whatever week or so or after you wash it once. So making sure that you know you know what you buy and also the same understanding a little bit about materials, um, which I didn't know
0: anything about previously. Now I just go and touch things. <laughs> I don't think we've needed to know that because we've grown up in a time of fast fashion that if it fell apart, you'd just chuck it in the bin. Yeah, you just go buy another one. Yeah. So since learning more about sustainable fashion, have you been more aware of how you um, care for your clothes and what like top things do you do or not do now? in terms of care? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I should just say I'm a nightmare to go shopping with, you know, Nightmare. I can only go shopping with myself. Can't go with anyone. Else, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> I'm just, I would just. Everyone just gets so annoyed with me. <laughs> Um and then in terms of care I could be better. Um but I have really organised my wardrobe, like we said at the beginning, I think that's really important. Really when I get home, I used to be terrible, I'd have a floor drope, just get home from work <laughs> and just chuck everything on the floor. Yeah. Now I really hang things up and put things away properly. And I'm actually really good with washing now. Used to be terrible with washing, just used to put it all in the washer at everything at once, and now I will like really divide and look at washing instructions and that kind of thing. Oh, once you ruin something that you really
1: loved, then you get better. <laughs> no, but it was interesting as well. Before, like you know, uh, I wouldn't know that much about taking care of your garments, and then I bought. I remember when I started with sustainability, one of the first sustainable garments that I bought was a Reformation dress. And the little tag actually said use eco dry cleaner, and I was like, oh, I didn't know there's something <laughs> like that. Like, what's that? And I googled, and actually, blank like, was yeah. the one that I found, yeah, which wasn't too cool. far from me, uh, which was good. So, like, kind of that's one thing. If you want to use dry cleaners, there are better options, but you know, you don't need to dry clean everything. Uh, also, knowing that certain ma- materials don't need to be like wool and stuff, which I learned from Hanna, um, <laughs> but you don't need to necessarily. Uh, you know, wash it constantly. So kind
0: of learning um, those things, the same with the jeans um, mm-hmm. and stuff. And I
1: always make sure that I
0: hang things back instead of you know, yeah, just throwing them somewhere. Yeah, I don't have anything to add on the same. And I also used to have a floor drawer like probably three items deep. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, but I think you also like you. There is a kind of planet consideration in carrying up our clothes because I was researching a blog post recently and found mm-hmm. out that um, if you don't iron and don't tumble dry a t-shirt, it saves a third of its carbon footprint. I love that yeah. Mm-hmm. That no. was crazy. And they're yeah. like two really simple things that you can just do. I mean, I don't have time to go around ironing t-shirts. Yeah, I'm too lazy but, to Yeah. You. I, I
1: hang them on there
0: so they, like, yeah. dry and strip. That's <laughs> So, um, I'm curious to know what like non-clothing related things, like advantages you've um, found from embracing like a sustainable wardrobe. Like, for example, for me it just kind of ties into the whole idea of like living a slower lifestyle and being more content with what I've got. So I wondered if like you guys have found anything like that, noticed anything. For me, it's probably mostly about the emotional connection. I came into sustainability through like a mental health perspective, not because I woke up one morning being like, I want to save the planet. Like I just me and my co-founder Ella felt totally disconnected to like what we were like holding up, like touching, like what, what are we doing? What 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 does everything mean? What's the story? So that's where where we started, stories behind things. Um, but that's really traveled through into my consumption and I really enjoy and take like a lot of time and pride in talking and understanding about the story. Like, what does it mean to me? Like, I have tons of clothes that were my grannies now that I love to wear, and it, like, brings me so much joy to wear them and, like, to think about the stories. And just, I think, engaging with that back, all of that back story that no-one knows. Like, it's now become fashionable to talk about that whole thing, which is amazing, whereas before it was just about that polished, finished product. And I think there's something so beautiful about, like, the behind-the-scenes stages that come to making something that just looks perfect, like swells great, but like as in like the perfect product, I was just looking at that puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, it was also
1: interesting because I moved to London to study here, as I mentioned, and I would uh, do internships around Fashion Week. So part of that would be like asking people, what are they wearing? And in my mind, it was like, oh, they all must be wearing this like insane designers, which now that I know the pricing, obviously it's not true, but like I found out that all they were wearing was like sort of like Topshop Zara H&M and it like killed me inside (laughs) because I I had this dream and it kind of was ruined. So actually with like that sustainability allowed me to slow down and actually really consider a thing that I buy um, and make sure that it is something special that I can talk about when people are like I ask them where is it from and then you know, I have something to tell them, um, so I I'm probably the same as you, like a library of like, I can tell a story behind you know all the garments that I have, and uh, maybe it's just like an ego thing, that, uh, <laughs> but uh, but it feels special. Um, so and I also take my time. If I buy something new, there's a research. There's like should I should I not, and then like okay later. Unless it's like a very urgent thing, which should also be catered, in my opinion, because I had my luggage stolen, like sad story. Uh, but I had to buy some new, new things, and I was like, I kind of need them now. It's like the necessities, but there's no way I can like right now buy them sustainably. And I think there's a market to cater to that as well. But otherwise, with most things, just like allowed me to slow down and really consider and buy from people that I, like I love what they're doing, and I'm like I know the person mostly yeah so make lots of friends
0: like that but you know having that mm. yeah I'm, I'm the same it's it, there's just the experience of having less has just ignited something in me I just feel so much more content with less and also there's nothing better than um saying you know having someone <laughs> having someone come up to me and be like I'm wearing all clothes I'm like and my mum does that a lot to me at the moment. She's been doing the sustainable fashion thing for basically her entire life, like probably most of our parents. Uh, but at the moment, she's making a real point of telling me, and I'm really, really enjoying that. I mean, I clean my mum's wardrobe with the
1: things I want to wear. So um. if you go home for Christmas or something, you
0: might want to Yeah, I shop in my mum's wardrobe and my grandma's wardrobe quite a bit. Exactly. <laughs> So um, to finish off, I just wanted to ask you all if there's anything you've seen or read recently that's left you feeling positive and uplifted about the future. It doesn't have to be fashion related. It could be environmental. Um, I think for me, have a look on Vogue at the most recent article written about um, the boycott fashion. Uh, it was put out I think yesterday or the day before. Just super interesting to hear like a mainstream publication talking about something so important.
1: Yeah, for me, i, I recently like binge watched this Recode um, panel discussions, and the three like biggest companies that are changing, not necessarily like the sustainability, but like the way we consume, are um, the Real Real, that's a consignment you resell your luxury pieces, uh, then Rent the Runway, which is a rental platform, um, and then Stitch Fix, which is kind of a personalized shopping thing. And it's all led by female uh, founders. And just like looking that we are changing the way we consume and our relationship with clothing. Same as you said, rental, super fascinating. And the fact that there are so many new companies starting in that field, I I love that fact because the more, you know, competitions, then they're the faster, you know, it's going to become a thing because people will innovate and try to figure out how to get people thing so i'm excited about the all the innovative ways we will figure out how the future of fashion will look like
0: to be honest um yesterday i was in a very negative space about how i was feeling about the climate and the environment and the planet um so full disclosure yeah i didn't sleep well i was up before in the morning for an hour thinking about it however i am really encouraged by the fact that you're walking in and also by the fact that this is a headline story um the climate crisis and climate breakdown on most papers every single day there's multiple stories online about what's happening and there's thirst to hear about it and i i am feeling positive that change is definitely possible great thank you, thank you. um does anyone ha- else have any questions from the audience are you going on Friday to the strike? Yes, That's I the am. Question for I'm a teacher, I don't think they're going to let me have the time, Ask so not any other way of It's Yeah, we all the time. It not requirement. <laughs> why don't you <laughs> start campaigning for the one on the 7th of October now, mm-hmm. maybe, if you, if, they, if you think they can't do Friday? Okay. I'd love to say it's students, but it's just... Oh, yeah. Um, I, don't <laughs> I don't know how that would be. Have happen. you oh, already asked? Yeah, it's worth asking, isn't it? Hundred percent. I think Extinction um, Rebellion on their website have like letter templates that you can send to your okay. um, bosses as well. Also, um, there's a girl called Helena who has been. She can't go to the strikes, but she's in like uh, traveling around Scotland at the moment, and she's just got a sign with us I've the whole that. time. Yeah, yeah so yeah. there might be ways that you can kind of support that aren't. Rather like you physically being at the strike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even having the conversation with your students. Yeah. So that's yeah. like, yeah. that's a really great way, yeah. And I reckon for the one in October, if you send an email around to all the other staff, see who else is interested, mm-hmm. and then you go to someone above with a letter, probably will have a bit more weight, yeah. so hopefully that could come through. Okay, okay. Nice. I was going to say, can't you start a club? It's Clyde's shoes, so they'll see who's in <laughs> But yeah, you can just try to in yeah. Better than a day at school, though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, sell it to me. We're <laughs> <laughs> really going <good> back
2: to <laughs> <laughs> um, You sort of touched on the Vogue article. Yeah. Um, I wonder as well, like, is anyone really pushing the big magazines, I think Glamour are doing quite a good job at covering sustainable fashion. Yeah.
0: But at the same time,
2: they are still covering all the other fashion.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, I wrote a letter to The Guardian because they are quite good on, you know, they're talking a lot about sustainable Amazing. fashion and everything. But then at the same time, if you look in their weekend magazine, you know, they've got like a sort of a, uh, you know, like a fashion spread and, you know, will be fast fashion brands. Like you know, it's really hypocritical. So it's, it's. I don't know. Like, is anyone sort of trying to? I mean, what can we do to try and get these magazines? And really that's difficult. where people are looking. Yeah. It's really and, uh, oh, that's where
0: I buy my neighbours. Know, yeah, I think it's fashion. the same with the British Fashion Council as well. Like, yeah. they've, they've allowed this positive fashion <coughs> exhibition. To come to London Fashion Week for the first time, which is amazing for the exposure, but it's still a closed-off exhibition and then the usual London Fashion Week continues. Right. So I think okay. it's like understanding that it's a journey, but it's definitely not enough and it's not really good enough that they're also talking yeah. about the fast fashion. I totally agree yeah. with. That's part why I think, the extreme measures of
2: fixing
1: rebellion. Yeah. Are yeah. I'm to get some on, on the news. And mm. on the news. Mm. Yeah, and in and, and my opinion, also, I... I I don't remember who it was with like before when I listened to this talk and, and 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 the woman was saying that you know if you feel like you don't have like all these options, you should start something yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm very interested in businesses that grow, that have the positive, like sustainable side as an ingrained, like a an necessity, and that's not a question, yet you still grow a business because. <laughs> people, you know, if they want to consume something, you need to give them an option. Um, And that's why I want to, like, encourage anyone, if you know you you want to build something in this sphere, then do that. uh, Because the more options we have, we will have to make, you know, better choices. I'm sure the same as Sophie, like, has done. And um, the more people will be able to do those. Um, So the same, I'm sure that's why we started what we are doing, because we wanted... You know, show people what can be done. Even if like mainstream magazines might not do that, half of their youth is probably on you know
0: on Instagram, and and you can talk there. Yeah. Did anyone buy a fashion magazine this month? This year, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did buy the um, Meghan Markle
2: phone. Oh, yeah, I, I did do that too. Yeah. On yeah. 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 I don't normally <laughs> buy both, So but exactly. yeah. was quite interested yeah. to see what. Because I think, like,
1: I consume most online, yeah. um, especially on these platforms. Um, instead of going somewhere off, like, I would, like, see what they are doing on, like, whether Instagram or YouTube or, you know, whatever. Um, and there, anyone can have a voice, if, you know, you packaged up in an interesting way. Um, so, yeah, I probably haven't bought the magazine in, like, five years. Mm-hmm. I'm like,
0: if you don't want to talk about that, <laughs> that that's on you. A point. No, I always think it when I'm at my parents and I'm reading the Sunday Times style on the Saturday. Night. So yeah. All the style pages I'm yeah. There'll be one s- sustainable piece yeah. and the rest will just be yeah, not so sustainable. They're a bit like health magazines.
2: They'll kind of like contradict
0: themselves, like oh, anti-diet. all anti-diet, yeah. juice diet, like it's- <laughs> it's fashion's kind so awesome. of like that. Isn't it? yeah. 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 It's just as confusing. Yeah. It's, it's hard. There's a lot of money at stake. Yeah, and also sustainability is so important, but it's also just a trend. So every fashion publication can be picking up on it just as an empty trend, even if they don't care about the underneath sort of messaging. That's why I think the Guardian is like really standing, like stands out. Yeah, the way they're just dedicating so so much to it. That's what. I mean, if everyone could follow them, that would be great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) One (laughs) day, one day, yeah. Um, I've got a question about the recent um, recommendations on fashion sustainability, that, which the government refused, and mm. um, I think they refused like the 1P... They refused rate. every single thing yes. Yeah. So just what's the, the next step, that, you know, they had the council of experts and everything, what's the next step? Just quite upsetting isn't it they suggested so many things and everyone was rejected but I think that just puts the power and it makes it quite obvious that the change is not going to come from the government fast enough and it's going to come from individuals businesses whether that's fashion businesses any kind of business the leading in this change is not going to come Mm. from government so I think it is so upsetting but also brings it down to reality in terms of it being empowering that people in here are actually going to make the change yeah, I think I think it's going to come from from activism, and that's what I think it will will make the hugest change. if We block the government from entering the Houses of Parliament. We've got to do something. Well, mm. that, again, <laughs> <laughs> again, <over. laughs> for longer, <laughs> yeah. bigger. As you can
2: say, when
0: small sustainable brands up against these like massive fast fashion giants. What do you think those brands should be doing to help with slow fashion, so for example to about H&M, they do their conscious collection, but that doesn't make a difference with the mass of their big fast fashion industry, so other than attempting to try and shut them down, what do you think like PLT, boo-boo, etc should be doing to help make a conscious effort? Pack up and go! reduce massively I mean reduce and, and pay people fairly and I've been very
1: curious and that's just like an idea that I've, I, I've been curious if, if fast fashion could go into rental and have the power over their whole supply chain including recycling and then bringing the fabrics back in them. So if you do want something from for, for that weekend, they will allow you to be on that reasonable, you know, not 50 pounds, which seems like you will just go and buy a new garment, but on the reasonable, reasonable side. But then you have to return it, and recycling, fabric recycling is getting better and better. So if there could be a business model that becomes more circular, um, and then maybe that could be sort of a part that could change. Um, so there's a lot of talk around like how things are made or what they're made out of, but I think a
2: big thing that's not talked about is how things are advertised. Mm-hmm. So like someone who might want to get into having more sustainable work or something will go to a shop within their contract and go buy a vegan option, which if it's vegan for or vegan leather, It's just plastic. Mm-hmm. So is
1: advertising not just as important Changing people's perception of what they're purchasing as it is the brands' uh, responsibility. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I've from where I started when I literally knew <laughs> nothing about the fabrics. I would also think the same. Like, should I go buy that vegan? But isn't like that plastic or like which high street brand is the best and you know, it was, yeah, it was a lot to learn. And I also understand that all of us can learn, you know, everything about, like, each industry. Like, I yes. don't want to know how to make a car, but I want to know that the car is, like, sustainable or something. Mm. So, yes, educating yourself, but then also have, like, some sort of guidelines, um,
0: because it's it's a crazy amount of information mm. to cover. And it's so confusing. Like, is it the brand's fault or is it the consumer's fault as in like where does the responsibility lie in understanding what's sustainable and what isn't the brand wants to sell you something so they're going to try and do that in any way possible but it's so confusing for someone to walk into a shop and be like normal option vegan option and then you go for that and then take it home and find out that it's made from plastic like it's just going to make you not want to do anything so I think in that dialogue brands I think just watch out for the big ones like you were saying H&M like if they come out with something or the big brands that are in that bracket, just be a little bit like, or oh, not sure about that, and read into it a bit more. But I think the easiest thing step to take would be to find communities like your Facebook group or different uh Instagram communities that are talking about this kind of thing. So you can be like, oh, I did I bought that too. Vegan, plastic, blah, blah, and you can actually just talk about it on like a normal level. I think it's really interesting that you raise the point of um, advertising and marketing, because I, I just find it so frustrating that the, the brands are kind of um, the worst culprits for the, the, the effect of what they're doing in fast fashion um, are collaborating with really big celebrities. Um, Ashanti on Boohoo? Come on, Ashanti. I feel better of you. <laughs> I, think, I think there's... I, I think there's um, and I actually noticed a really lovely... Someone messaged me the other day with... Um, there's a really lovely uh, kind of singer songwriter called Gabrielle Aplin. Is it Gabrielle Aplin? Mm-hmm. And she just did, she did just did something with HM and a lot of the comments had a little noisy, A lot of the, <laughs> didn't like anything, did like just, <laughs> just rely, reading. <laughs> and um, a lot of the comments were, like expected better of you. And I noticed also Adwa Aboa is also fronting the, the HM Conscious latest campaign mm-hmm. and she's had some feedback as well. Um, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> i was not there like liking the negativity uh just observing um, to learn uh, and i yeah again it comes to the kind of it comes back to the, yeah and it comes back to the influence thing that you were asking about um i think you know it's, it's not and i'm not saying oh let's call out ashanti like what are ashanti's people doing about this like i think it's it's we've all got to become more educated and, and aware of it um it would be wonderful if someone could turn down one of those collaborations and then be able to say, Hey, listen, this is what I did. Um, but yeah. I can't. I mean anyone, I I ideas. hope
1: that there will be more more companies that are good in the future that can, you know, pay those sell ups to promote those. Because you know, if, if the money leads the way, we should figure out how to get that money on our side. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are options because obviously. These celebrities, they want to, you know, get that money. And doesn't matter if it's in fashion or, you know, they do some, like, unhealthy food or whatever that is. So, yeah, figuring out how, like,
0: businesses that are good could have that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think also, like, kind of realizing that you are, you are being advertised at. Um, last year I read a book by the founder of Buy It Once, And she had some really interesting information in there about like the mentality of like just turning us into consumers and kind of taking that like that kind of personality away from us and just making us consumers and just being constantly bombarded by adverts all the time. And that's made me really aware of like you go and talk to street station, the advert is all around you, like it's on your phones, it's everywhere you look. Like you can't go on a 10-minute journey without being advertised to all the time. So I think it's kind of like part of it is like just being aware yourself as a consumer that you are you're being advertised to and unfollowing the brands on Facebook, unliking them on Instagram. Um mm-hmm. really annoys me if I get a fast fashion ad on Instagram, I'm like, how am I in your kind of audience of people you want to market to? But Mm-hmm. I, have, I have misguided adverts for my YouTube videos Do yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just <laughs> un- <laughs> un- demonetize? and the other day I had an H&M advert for my podcast yeah I uh, messaged you about that <laughs> 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 I, was I was like is this a fucking joke <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there was an angry email <laughs> for three sent <laughs> to a after that um yeah it's a, it's such an. Sumption- I think it's it's a real it's a real relief um feeling like you can't be advertised to in the same... I, I felt a really real relief really in feeling like I can't be advertised to in the same way I once was. I felt kind of numb to the advertising
1: before. Yeah. I I like I think I have blocked fast fashion out of... My, like, sometimes I feel like I, I can't necessarily relate to that many people because there's not even a thought in my head to go and shop something in, you know, in a high street like these cheap shops. But then that's also a luxury for me. I mean, and me taking my time with everything too much. <laughs> but but it it is like in my mind I have like blocked certain things mm-hmm. out. So like that's not an option, you know, cute HM ad, and I'm never gonna get you to show there. Mm-hmm. Um so as you said, like you know, realizing who you are and then not allowing that to influence you in you know, in such
2: a scale. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm in. So sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I also work for um, uh, quite a large scale beauty brand that um, is very sustainably conscious and driven, but not perfect. Mm. Um, so we will name this. Um, but I think like a really important point to know is that brands listen. So if we have one tweet, one email, like whole production lines change, whole products come off shelves, like you would be so shocked. That a billion dollar company can be shifted by a tweet um, do it, say it like movement absolutely happens like on the front line and even with things like social media ads when you'll serve them um, this is putting myself out of a job but just um, <laughs> you know, even things like I want to see this ad that's going to make a change because actually then those ads come down as like being unsuccessful they try more money to yeah. their ads like you would be surprised if these small actions actually like making this impact and when we're kind of sitting in the boardroom we're going we always imagine that like one person equals 10,000 so like one people like
0: 10,000 people actually
2: think this like pull it off the shelf pull it off the shelf now Um, so I think it's just like been a very eye-opening experience moving into a big company and seeing the impact Actually, the consumer really does That's amazing. amazing.
1: Yeah. I, I, I actually get ads on Instagram from sustainable brands, and I discover new brands like that, which I love. And I have said like not relevant or not interested, uh, but I think like you need to really be annoyed by something <laughs> to make that stuff. But um, yeah, it's very interesting. And I also would think that sustainable brands should use the magic of, of advertising and, and and advertise themselves. and So you know we're in the same playing field <laughs> we can do that
0: and I've on a point i found make points i didn't come in for the out fashion for sustainability and i came in through kind of the human impact and i personally don't think we're going to achieve anything until that's acknowledged like, on this global scale yeah. so i don't know if you guys feel it but i think there's still like stigma with like the climate activists being hippies there really is and then um, a lot of people that i know they would go anywhere near it they wouldn't want to be associated with that but we care about people and i think that's really important 100 percent and i actually wouldn't i would disagree that it's a stigma um i would say that if you look at the majority of climate activists or activists a climate activists in, in general the majority of them are white um don't necessarily i mean yeah i guess a lot of them are yeah a lot of them are hippie looking so I don't I, I kind of I think actually there's a lot of truth in that um but I think the bigger it gets the more headlines um it achieves hopefully more people will see it and even if they don't agree with it they'll learn about it more. in terms of the ethical side of things um I think it's a huge issue and I was brought to slow fashion through the environmental side but the more I've learned about the ethical side I've been it's, you can't, it's terrible. You no, know, I mean, I'm a fashion designer, and I had to just run away. I abandoned Absolutely. my whole career for it. You know, wow. Mm-hmm. Just crazy. I'm label now. It, it's different. But that's how important it is when you know what's going on on that side. If you do, you abandon it. And I think if people knew it more, they would They'd be more inclined
1: to. I mean, different. that's why I think that the influencers, like, you know, I I would take any big celebrity who wants to talk about sustainability and now like put them in front, like, seeing someone like, you know, Jaden Smith, like, doing all these cool things, plus he's, like, a really cool person, in my opinion. Uh, but, <laughs> but, like, seeing, like, people that other people look up to from a different perspective, talking about these things and that, because I think sustainability just needs to be, like, sort of a consciousness that like you you think like that's just the norm um, and once that's the norm you will like adjust to that uh, sort of a general public so in my mind I always want to create something that will allow you without too much of an effort to make better choices so like your you know local store having a sustainable options you're like so it's easy for you to do that because obviously there are people that are super passionate and the ones that will be the activists, but there are way more people who just, you know, need to be that part of their life. So, I mean, I still remember like going to Sweden and then, then train from, uh, you know, their airport into the city. The first thing they announced, this is some sort of sustainable, like I don't need to necessarily understand what's the story behind, but there's that consciousness like that's sustainable. Then you get that cup and that's sustainable. People are like, okay, so things should be sustainable, and that's the new normal. Um, and then people next time will ask for that in case if they don't get it.
0: I think also to your point about the human side, um, Fashion Revolution are doing some really amazing things, and I think their work is more focused on the human side of the supply chain. Like with the Who Made My Clothes campaign, I think that's sort of shining some real raw light onto the, the solely human side of the production line. Yeah, I've seen some great brand examples, because obviously
1: you, I, I also heard terrible stories, but I'm trying to keep my optimism up. So seeing like people um, that instead of, you know, they always hear like, oh, we're paying them the minimum wage. And I'm like, none of you want to get paid the minimum wage. You you know, they want to enjoy uh, their lives the same as, you know, all of us want to enjoy our lives. And then there are brands that go on, they say, like, we pay them the triple you know, the normal way they are supposed to, and that's what I like. Instead of, like, doing just the bare minimum to tick off boxes, actually uh figure out how, you know, you do more. The same as people who, like, offset their carbon. What if you are positive? What if you offset even more? So, like, instead of just, like, minimizing, we are moving out of that. And, and, and every time I see a brand that do any
0: of these things, I'm like, you know, we should see more of that. Thank you. Um, I think that's all we've got time for on questions. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I just want to say a quick thank you to all the brands that helped me make the event such a success, including Blanc Dry Cleaners, Sensor Spirits, Zero Living, On Bar Chocolates, Good and Proper Tea for the amazing venue, and Sabina and 6480 Wines for all the raffle donations. Thank you so much for your support. If you'd like to find out more about live events I'll be hosting, Please head to my website, www.agneslondon.com, for more information. If you enjoyed this week's episode, I'd love it if you'd go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes or share it on your Instagram stories or subscribe. This way it helps other people find my podcast. Thanks, see you next week.